Welcome to a special edition of the Bang Average Racing podcast. Uh, we've got myself, Matt, got Paul and Gary, um, and we're going to be shortly joined by two special guests from over the pond uh, in California, I believe. Um, they're going to talk us through their new film, Flying Cars. Now, this film is available as of the 19th of the month in the UK, um, and you can get that on Apple TV, Google Play and Amazon. So, guys, uh, I don't know if you want to just give us an introduction to yourselves and uh, maybe a little bit about the film. Uh, yeah, my name's Dave Hill. I'm the writer-director. And I'm a, a Southern California native um, from San Diego. I live in Los Angeles now. Um, yeah, the film is, is, is about a guy loosely based on, you know, me in a way, um, but kind of a fictitious version of me, about a guy who... Um, he's got a life kind of set in front of him. that's kind of already fixed, you know, like he's got a fiance, he's got a job. It's not really what he wants to do. And so for him, RC cars are kind of what leads him on a path of like self-discovery and kind of realizing what he really wants in life and what's really important to him. And RC cars are just kind of like the, the tool to kind of get there, you know? Um, and so that's, that's the basic gist of the film. Yeah. Great. I know we've, um, we've all had a sneak preview, which was, uh, was very kind. Um, and, uh, you know, there's certain parts of the film, I think, have, have kind of touched the chord with, with different members of, of our team. Um, so really awesome. good parts. Yeah. That, um, that's awesome. You know, I, I think kind of uh, ring true with, with the experiences we've had as well. So uh, that's really good. Nice. Um, so I know, Gary, you, you were asking uh, about the inspiration for the film. So I guess, Dave, you've answered part of that. But Yeah, yeah, um, definitely, yeah. You know, you know, was there anything else? Are, are you actually, are you guys into RC cars in your kind of um pastimes um well I, I can go into like a history if you want about yeah. kind of my rc car um past and that kind of, kind of led to the film if you want it might help perfect yeah i i started out with rc i've pretty much always been rc and more of the hobbyist side never really the professional racing side of things or anything um okay i grew up in san diego my dad was into rc airplanes um as a kid and so we kind of you know watched him build balsa wood models and stuff and always kind of had yeah. a fascination with rcs with servos with transmitters all the kind of gadgets you know in any rc model um and by the time we were probably i've had two brothers who are younger than me by the time we were around 10 or 12 years old um i think i was at a cousin's house or something and saw his rc car for the first time it was like introduced to like a more of a professional like hobby grade rc car um so i asked her one for christmas and i i got this sears lobo instead it wasn't like a good one it was like this crappy sears car <laughs> and so you know my dad even though he's into rc stuff like still didn't like he didn't think we needed anything special um so he got that and rode those around for a little bit they were pretty terrible and then we finally have enough money you know from doing chores and birthdays and christmases my brother and i both bought our first um you know, real rc cars i bought the uh it was a tamia stadium blitzer and he got a, a tamia blackfoot kit um wow. classic classic old cars totally yeah. shitty really but like that's all you know we could afford and they had then so yeah, we did a lot just, of like um, backyard so go ahead i was gonna say, i've just rebuilt a, a tamia lunchbox um no so, way yeah i'm with you on that um great cars but obviously not up to those the... dog bones man the dog yeah. bones in the back like it's stripped out and like yeah. we were always like trying to make pins in those dog bones like retrofit them even like when we were 12 I get those things to to not strip out, but yeah, that's awesome. Lunchbox. It was the same platform, right? The same like yes, chassis. Yeah. It is, yeah, yeah. No, that's great. Oh, sorry, my kids are busting through. Sorry, right. Oh my god. <laughs> sorry, do you do your children um, do anything else, Dave? Um, 
do my children do what rc cars yes yeah no not really they're they're four and six so uh, i have right, a, rock, okay. a rock crawler i play with now and they yeah. do so anyway um okay she just came in and raided the nintendo charging platform <laughs> um i uh <laughs> where was i so anyway i got i got a, a team low c car next it was a low c lxt my first kind of like more race style car with a tune motor and stuff and but still my brother and i were doing like backyard jumping and stuff um and i kind of continued up until i got my my car my driver's license and um that kind of took me away from the hobby for probably six to eight years really until okay. after college um you know being alone again single just kind of like more free time i got back into rc my brother and i got the rustler the traxxas rustler um you know the kind of intro um stadium truck and we were a little more serious about jumping then so we started like i was getting more into filmmaking and photography as well so he would kind of be like the jumper and i would kind of film him doing jumps so we were trying to really make him cinematic trying to like land the jumps making like really more like motocross than you know the traditional just bashing and trashing your car um so that kind of went on for off and on probably, gosh, until 2007 or so. Um, we kind of upgraded those cars. We built some bigger jumps, built a four-foot ramp and a six-foot ramp, like freestyle motocross style, um, and kind of jumped some bigger stuff, filming more of the GoPros and stuff, and just kind of making it more of a cinematic experience, but just for ourselves, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and so flash forward a couple more years, I was ready to make my first feature film. I wrote this script that was way too expensive, um, an adventure film. And try to get that made. It never got made. And then I was like, well, what can I write that I can like pull off myself? I don't need to ask for funding really. Um, and I could like do it here in town. And so I, my first thought was like RC cars. It was like just such a no brainer for me of like, no one's done that really. Like it's such a niche. And it's kind of something I've been involved in off and on my whole life. So, you know, why not? And I wanted to tell like this kind of, you know, kind of indie Sundance style, you know, drama, romantic drama. And I thought RC cars would be kind of a fun you know clash of like those two worlds um and so that's kind of how the whole thing came about in my head um if that makes sense yeah no that's that's great i think yeah, yeah. um obviously as soon as we all saw the the flyer and, and the message and stuff uh we were all really excited because obviously we're, we're all uh, racers we've been out um socially distanced uh, distanced um mm-hmm. bashing yeah. i suppose racing at the at the weekend there um, <laughs> but you know you see a film that's based around the hobby that you do week in week out um and yeah it's it's quite an exciting thing so um like i say you know we've all got some really good feedback about the film um so, yeah. so you've mentioned how you got started um and uh, I suppose the motivation for the film, which is great. Um, one of the things that really got me was actually the way that you got um, put across the anxiety about starting the hobby. Because I remember when I first started, when I first turned up at the, the club that I started at, just feeling so you know out of out, out of depth and uh, not knowing anything, and it felt really really strange. And that came across really well in the film. Um, so that was just one of the observations I had. It's funny because, like, for me, I was never a part of the race world till I made the film. And but it was one of those things where I had RC Car Magazine growing up. Like, I was religiously reading that. Dude, buddy, you got to take that back. I can't. <laughs> I know I can't help you with that right now. Sorry, sorry. It's all right. It's fine. Yes, yeah, it's just slammed on the ground. Um, it's actually sounds like nice. uh, yeah. It's quite nice to know some that help has arrived. Not only yeah, us that good, have good that thing kind of problem. Quarantine is. I mean, come on. We're in the schools and oh. open. My God. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh anyway yeah I, I got into racing kind of when i started uh researching the film but i always been aware of it i just was kind of a fish out of water like 
the guy in the movie was. So I went to a couple of racetracks and films and stuff just to like get introduced to the sport. And it's just it's scary, you know? It's like everyone's super serious and super good. And you're kind of like, oh shit, like this is like, yeah, I'm going to be screwed. You do. You try a couple of races. And I got like last place by far, you know? You're like, this is so hard. <laughs> like, um, so yeah, I'm glad that came across. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, I think um, so. I um, the guys are going to laugh now because I'm sitting in in my room where I do all all the work on my uh, on my cars, um, and I'm team associated through and through. Uh, so it was great to see awesome. that the guys at team associated supported the film. Um, obviously, uh-huh. I know there was there was a lot of um, the, the race footage. Uh, was it which which race? Where was it? Where was it actually filmed? The race footage. Uh, so we did a couple of different tracks. So we kind of timed it with three different events that were going on in the same like month window. Okay. Um, it was this JBRL, Jimmy Babcock's Racing League. He does in Southern California. Okay. And so uh, Hot Rod Hobbies is the one we shot most of it at. It's in kind of the LA County, Santa Clarita area, like north of where we're at. And so that's like where the bulk of, you know, he meets the girl there. The first race is there, um, all that kind of stuff. Then the big event at the end was kind of broken into two different races. So we shot one at Palm Desert RC. Um, it's maybe like two hours east of here. And that's that huge, like desert kind of mountain bowl area. Okay. It has that kind of grand feeling, you know, um, yeah. we shot the event there and then we shot the last part, which I won't really say what happens but that last contest part, that actual jump there was shot in Victorville, the Victorville, I think fairgrounds raceway, um, like in the middle of the actual race. So yeah, it was, it was kind of pieced together of what we could actually have access to and, um, yeah, super stressful, but. <laughs> Somehow made it work. And my right, it, 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 um, was it three weeks that you'd done the whole thing in, Dave? Is that right? Yeah, so it was eight, 18 shoot days originally, and then we did five oh. more shoot days like three months later to kind of add scenes and kind of tweak stuff we were missing. Yeah. So I think 23 oh. shoot days. Impressive. Very impressive. Ugh. It was so stressful. <laughs> <laughs> So um, obviously, the footage around the racetrack was the bits that um, initially caught my attention. I'm sure the same with the guys. Um, what was the reception from the racers, the pro racers, and the, the hobby racers? What, what what were their their thoughts when you were going around the, the pits filming them? Well, um, Trent's mentioned this a few times that like they kind of like they we were saying it's an RC car movie, like it's the first RC car narrative, and like you can say that, but I still think they they probably thought, oh, it's a documentary still, you know. Hmm. So I think they, you know, some of them, they were all excited about it. Like everybody was like, cool, do what you want to do. Um, and so everyone gave us access. We did a lot of interviews and stuff with our actor, like kind of actually just did it for real. So we had a PA behind us, a little tiny, like, you know, uh, photo release kind of movie release form. He would go up to everybody, get them a release. And then our actor would kind of interview the person and talk about, you know, what they're actually doing there. And so we kind of used that in there and kind of put it in different spots to kind of add little more depth to our character in the whole situation but everyone we talked to was like yeah man that sounds great like whatever i can do to help um we didn't really get any like pushback on i mean some people were you know were super stressed because their own race but yeah beyond beyond that Mm -hmm. part of it like everybody was um really helpful i think you'd you'd have quite an experience to come and film one of our race events um we've got a a bit of a, a reputation would you say lads Yes, yeah, so, um, yeah, I think our reputation would be, um, I don't know, uh, race hard, play hard, um, but probably more emphasis on um, the play, as in uh, we like to have a really good laugh 
Um, yeah. a really, really good drink as well. Um, yeah. So racing with oh, a beer in hand is... Yeah. <laughs> you know, for, for us as a club, it's, well, not as a club, for us as, as a group of guys racing together, the fun element definitely gets put before the, um, the serious competitive side. There's, there's a couple of guys on our team who are quick. The rest of us are probably mid to bottom of field, but we're quite happy with that because it's just enjoying <laughs> it's enjoying the weekend. It's getting away from the, the stress of, of everyday life, isn't it? Kids, wife, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, work. Yep. Definitely. Totally. Definitely. I mean, that's, that's, I think the appeal of it, you know, for most of the people I talked to and saw in the race circuit was, it was like a mini motocross thing for people who don't want to like break their own bodies, you know, like it's a, <laughs> a good way to kind of enjoy some of that, like, club club sport kind of thing on a weekly basis um with your buddies i totally saw that a lot here i mean there was no alcohol really which is kind of a bummer but uh, (laughs) yeah maybe you guys can uh start convincing them to open up a little bit more of the yeah yeah definitely have to try um it's funny with you mentioning the um the the traxxas rustler and the jumping uh we um i think there's a challenge being laid to us um about filming the cinematic jumping of a, a radio-controlled vehicle. Um, and we'll lay that gauntlet down to Gary because um, he's got a, a, an X-Max, a Traxxas X-Max. Um, yeah, yeah, the new one. Have you, have you seen one in, in like... Yeah, you know, I've never seen it in person, but I've just been watching yeah. videos. It's massive. Wow. Um, these things are just phenomenal. So that that got some serious air um, on Sunday. Um so we'll we'll try and get some kind of a cinematic video put together, and you can uh, you you can critique <laughs> nice. that one for us. <laughs> I will critique it. I, I was like pretty into it for a while. Like my one thought with the with the monster trucks is how does it how does it feel in the air? You know, because the buggies are seem pretty stable comparatively to the um, the monster trucks, which tend to roll and stuff. So my one fear with the T Max was that it would kind of roll. You know, and be hard to control in the air. How's that? Yeah. How does it feel? <sighs> It's hard because it, the, the, it's like obviously the X Max is massive, but the, the lazy, the, like uh, obviously you know the, the buggy, um, eight scale, ten scale, whatever. The, mm-hmm. You know they the, the react very quickly to whatever input you put in, whether throttle, brake, steering, that sort of thing. Whereas the bigger stuff, it, it it's all happens delayed. So if you hit the throttle, it happens like a couple of seconds later, and it, it's hard to, hard to describe. Really, it's sort of because it's such a big bumbling thing, it just does it itself, really. It's, it's yeah. Sort <laughs> of get it near, near lined up, and then it will just do the rest, really, or it'll just uh-huh. explode. One of the two. Just, just depends, really. But it, I would have said it's, it's not harder to control. It's just you when you jump them, you've got to line them up a bit better, I think. Whereas obviously the buggy, you can correct it more, sort of thing. So it's just more of a yeah, but it's, it's probably more forgiving than crash, right? I mean, it's probably yeah. a pretty... <laughs> yes, absolutely, car. absolutely. If you'd seen some of the rolls that it had at the weekend, you'd be surprised the cars left in one piece. Um, the buggy was the, the, there was two jumps we'd done with it. One which was absolutely perfect, and there was another one where I think it done three full full flips full in the air, <laughs> land, landed in a tree, and then just drove away so perfectly. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's so fun. Yeah. Um, Dave, one of the things I would like to ask if, if, if it's okay is how were team associated to work with as, as an organization? Um, like, so I can tell you a little bit about the history of how that kind of came about. Um, sorry, I'm going to lock this door even better. <laughs> I'm literally dragging my... Um, an entire dresser in front of this door. This is so. <laughs> this is a movie scene right here. Um, okay, that's done. So, um, 
yeah, like I said, it was a self-funded movie, but my initial thought was like, well, because it is a niche movie, maybe I can go to some of these companies and see if they'll help support it financially in some level, you know? Um, so, yeah, it was kind of cool to be able to talk to most of the companies I kind of grew up revering um, and getting to talk to like their, almost like their top guys across the board. Um, we talked to Traxxas, we talked to Associated, um, Tower Hobbies, AMA Hobbies, like the biggest distributors here in the States. Um, and so, you know, we had a lot of conversations and a lot of like pitches and stuff. But at the end of the day, like nobody really wanted to commit like actual cash into the film. But Associated was kind of like, but we do want to partner with you. We like the script. They read the script. We um, really liked it. Oh, my gosh. My son. Sorry. <laughs> it's like it's one of those compounding things. Like, you never like this unless you can't get in. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Associated was basically like, we're, we'll give you... Um, yeah, four to five cars, which they did, just like, here you go, like brand new, ready to run, B3s. Oh, actually, they were B2s, I think, actually. Um, and they gave us access to a couple of their team drivers. Jake Mayo is one of the guys who drove for almost half our scenes. Um, and they were just like a big like help in general, like any kind of advice we needed, any kind of parts. They gave us batteries, chargers. Um, and they didn't, really, they didn't really dictate anything. Like I was kind of scared. Because you know how the movie ends, like his car breaks at times and like it doesn't like it's not like RC cars are the best thing ever. Like it doesn't it's not how it ends, you know? Yeah. So for me Spoiler I was a little alert. scared. I'm yeah, I mean, I'm like, you just you just don't really um I mean I didn't spoil much, but uh yeah, I just think it like it paints RC cars hopefully in a fair way, like a balanced way, and kinda of how I I guess have always felt about RC cars in some ways. Yeah. Like yeah, I get in phases. So I just I, I was impressed that Associated didn't push back and didn't have any problems with the script. To yeah. kind of be a part of it, you know, and I, I like that about it. I was, I appreciated that. That's good. So, how many breakages did you go through in the eighteen days you were filming it? Oh my gosh! I mean, so we had these four cars, right? And mm. and we had the driver Jake and one other guy named Cameron Neff drove, but they didn't really, they weren't responsible for the actual cars. They were like showed up for an hour, they steered it, they drove it, and they walked away. Mm. Um, for the most part, so it was up to me to like fix this as we're like filming. Like here, I am like trying to direct this and like work with the actors. And like the car breaks, and I'm like, shit, you gotta swap an air out or something. And that was like the most stressful part where I just like, I did not want to see those cars ever again after these 18 days. Cause, cause yeah, like, you know, how it is like those, those jumps of that size, like if you don't land it perfectly, like something's gonna no, break no. almost every jump, you know? Um, and you're trying to get multiple angles and like working with actors and like, you have a couple takes of this, you know? And so, yeah, it was just super stressful. And so we broke a lot of cars. By the end, I think we have, we have one working car now. And the rest are just parts to make that one car work pretty, pretty just, much. Just keep the one as the shelf queen for the memento. <laughs> That's oh, it. Yeah. That's all it is. It's like the one that works. And I had, we had one like extra day of like pickup shots I needed to get like the car driving around. So I had to like work hard to get that one last one like up to speed again. So like we have one that's working and the rest of them are just like in a bin. Like wheels are off, you know. One mm. of them, like one of the big jumps in the film, which you'll probably know which one it is. Like the entire chassis just bent in half. Like <laughs> um, that was just gone. I mean, so yeah. you get like one take for those, and the cars are gone. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was if I, as a Hollywood Hollywood film, I would have had like you know twenty cars and a crew of five or six just working on nonstop. But yeah, we did what we could. So as as you know producer what? Trenton, did you did you ever go at, uh, at these RC cars at any point? Um, I had not. I was not aware of RC cars before I met Dave and, and read the scripts. I mean, I was aware of RC cars you can find in a Sears catalog or, or searching Amazon, you know, but I was not aware of this culture, the industry. I wasn't aware of, uh, of how serious people take this hobby. And 
And um, the responsible producer in me wants to uh, revisit a comment Dave made that <laughs> RC cars aren't the greatest thing ever. And I think I think he's hearkening and hinting at this this tone at the end of our film about what our main character you know decides for his mm. own life. But but by no means is that statement um, any any acknowledgement or observation of, of our audience or or the people that do take this hobby seriously. I mean, we we both spent three and a half years covering. Um, so many people in the tracks, and I think that's where my education came from. Was was just being out at you know the tracks in Santa Clarita, and reading up on blogs. I mean, talking to the people that worked on the movie, and doing these podcasts now, and then of course you know in order to promote our movie, we have to be on social media, and just seeing how excited people get over some of the smallest things and race day, and how you know frustrated people close during the quarantine, you know, with the race tracks. All of that combined just kind of sh showed me this whole, like, I don't know if underworld is the best way to put it, but this very uh, hyper niche world that, you know, a yeah, lot yeah. of just mainstream people don't realize exists. Yeah, it's something that once you get involved in, people are very passionate about. I mean, if I roll back, I I've only been back racing probably five years now. And I probably spend, I would say, 30% of my free time of an evening of a weekend involved in RC. I didn't yeah. realize that that world existed whatsoever before I got back into it because prior to that, it was 20 years ago as a child. And once mm -hmm. you get involved in it, people take it. It's not so much that they take it seriously, but it's something that you enjoy. You enjoy the hobby, the, the learning and the skill, but the, 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 the friendly side around it. I mean, as we were saying before with the bunch of guys we have racing here, it's the banter more than anything else. It's the fun side of it. It's People go to the football and, and the, the cheer in the stands and they jump around and have a pint at the football or soccer as you, as you would. That's our thing across here with RC. Yeah, that, that's very much the um, the social side of it. Um, but yeah, I think it, it's it's probably um, it's a subculture might be the uh, a good phrase for yeah. it. But um, yeah, but you know, I think that the one thing that we all share, and obviously you, we, you'll be doing more more promotion of the podcast and things like that. And I think the one thing that we all share is a real kind of motivation to to push RC out into the wider world as well, which is why it's gonna, you know, be so exciting for so many people that share the same hobby. Um because we just want more people to be involved, you know, we want uh, bigger things for the hobby. Um and uh, you know this is a great way to to do it as well. So um, you know we're all definitely behind the film. Yeah, absolutely. Very absolutely. Cool. Love it. Yeah. It was good. It's funny because I actually when I made the film, I was thinking um of in my head it was like i wasn't a part of the racing circuit i wasn't a part of any of the stuff you guys do and i thought well it'd be great to make a film that like exposes you know more of like the filmmaker friends i had and like hollywood in general and the population in general to rc cars but i never saw this like flip side of it where i would get so involved in the rc world finally like the professional side of it and like i've it's been like a really cool bonus for me to like get to know this side of it like i would never be in a podcast like this in a million years if this film had to come out um mm. And that is like so cool to be like, wow, like I actually was a part of something in the RC car industry besides my own backyard thing, you know? Yeah, um, definitely. So yeah, it's, been like, it's, been, it's been really cool. And uh, do you think there'll be a follow up to this movie? Obviously, I'm not going to say, although when this podcast comes out, the movie's released tomorrow. Do you think there'll be a follow up based on the ending? Um, a follow up film? Probably not. Yeah. I mean, with these, with these indie films, like you burn through so many actors and like so many <laughs> crew and stuff that like doing it again would be like, you have to have some major funding set up, you know? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it's one of those things where, like, you know, the story took so much out of me personally and that, like, I'm just in a different space in my life now. Yeah. And, yeah, I think, like, I, I could, like, get into it if, like, there was, like, a motivation there, for sure. Mm. Um, but, like, inherently, I probably wouldn't. 
Yeah. Okay. Maybe it could be a bit like the uh, the Fast and the Furious when that visited London. Um, you guys could come oh, yeah. over here and, uh, and and we could star in the sequel. How about that? Oh yeah. <laughs> well, that's what it'll be. It'll be, like, it'll, be like fast, it'll be like Tokyo Drift. You know, we're like it's like it's the same series, but it's a whole different story. So like, yeah. it's like it'll people be- all over the world getting into RC cars in different ways. You know, it'll be more like yeah. um, what's that movie? The um, oh that one with like it's like Train Spotting, but like flying cars. You know, it'd be great. <laughs> yeah, definitely yeah. Some, um, controversy in it and some, definitely uh, be adult rated if we take yeah, part unfortunately we don't so. do much sober <laughs> the next one's fully rated R it'll be like yeah, yeah, doggy RC cars it's so great absolutely uh, Dave can I just fire two very quick questions at you um, so what's, yeah, your, yeah. what's your preferred scale of RC oh gosh that's what I love about RC is like for me I'll get into like a type of car for a while, whether it's a scale or like a capability. And then like, I'll get over it. And like years later, they come out with something new and different. And I'm like, Oh, that's cool. Hmm. So, I mean, 10 scales, what I grew up on, you know? Um, But I think eighth is just like much more capable for the jumping we did, the racing. It's just like a, it's a better, it's a better size. I think for actually performance RC, Um, I think fifth scale, I've always like dreamed about it, but never pulled the trigger, you know, like, I look at the low C fifth scale. I look at the X max stuff like that. I'm like, that just sounds so fun, but like the investment's pretty massive. And <laughs> yeah, absolutely. The car is massive. Like I, I'm, yeah. I'm intrigued, and maybe someday. I had the uh, the one sixteenth E Revo for a while. That was a really fun little car by Tractus. Super fast. Um, not the, the the micro, isn't it? It it was like in between. It was like not the full like micro one twenty fourth or one eighteenth. It was like it was pretty capable. Right. It was like forty fifty. Um, mm-hmm. we jumped that pretty pretty big too in the desert. Um, so I don't know. I guess like if I bought a car tomorrow again, I have a um a pretty new Red Cat rock crawler to ten scale. I mean, ten scale yeah. just like kind of works in my life right now. It's like low key enough where I don't feel like it's a massive investment. Like yeah. kids can play it. Like it feels kind of right for me right now. So. Okay, oh, that's, and, a tricky, and, that's a tricky question, you know. Yeah, and the the other one, which is a very important one, when it comes to transmitter, wheel or stick. Um, when it comes to transmitter, who do I like? I mean, I've just been a Futaba guy in my whole life because that's what I started with. Yeah, um, I, I, do, you, do you run a stick transmitter or a wheel transmitter? Oh, oh, people run stick transmitters. <laughs> <laughs> There's the answer. Excellent. I mean, I grew up doing stick with my dad. I, I had an old Futaba like four channel stick I started with, and actually. I will say my first stadium blitzer was a stick. I put my my airplane receiver and my transmitter in the in the car. So I did start on stick, but hmm. people still do that. I didn't even know that. Yeah, <laughs> the only way forward. <laughs> really? Like, I mean, for like, is that how is, you like it? Yeah, I, I can't use wheel personally. I've, I've used stick my, my whole life. Um, I've tried what? wheel a few times. And we, we were talking about this just yesterday when we out, we, we done a bit bashing yesterday with one of the crawlers that um, Gary has. The wheel is much more sensitive, so it's easier for that. But when it comes to race mode, no, I stick all the way for me. I think out of the, there's five of us, and I think two are stick and three are wheel at the minute. So it's a good split. Yeah. Wow. So... Do you do you make it so like the throttle is on one side and then the right like the right side is your steering? That's right. Left yes. and right, and the yeah. left side is your throttle. That's correct. Yeah. I wonder how would it feel if you had throttle and steering all at once? Would that be a weird thing, like in one stick? I think there is some. Um, th- th- someone's brought out a um, a transmitter that's a bit more like um, like a PlayStation control or an Xbox control. Um, yeah, that's what I was thinking. 
yeah. Uh, so I think there there is a, a, an option, but I think you get people are, are either in one um, camp or the other. I think over in the UK, there's more. There is a lot more coverage for for you, people using sticks. Um, uh-huh. But personally, I, I'm a steering wheel guy all day long, um, and I think probably the the more up to date and quicker people probably are as well. So why are you running it, Matt? <laughs> well, yeah, good question. Good question. I'll tell you later. Yeah. <clears throat> so have you have you got any any comments or anything that you want to get out there about the film? You know, obviously this this is kind of I suppose a point to 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 say over to you guys. But anything you want to get across to to the six people that will be listening to this? <laughs> Not your fault. Completely our fault. That is. But um, yeah, is there anything in particular you wanted to kind of any message you want to get across? Um, for me, I think it's just, uh, this was made out of a labor of love by Trenton and I, and, you know, RC is something I've always been a part of and always will be a part of. And I I love him. I was saying to somebody in a podcast last week that this not, this isn't a movie about, this couldn't have been swapped with drone racing. This couldn't have been swapped out with any other kind of RC. Like I think RC cars are special and like different and not just like one more RC thing. I think there's just something so unique about the way they're on the ground and the way you just kind of like the rubber meets the road with them and the tinkering and just the whole hobby itself, I think is very special. And so to me, this is kind of like my love song to that, you know, and I just, I hope it comes across. I hope people are like excited that like their sport was like showing a movie and kind of given hopefully the respect it deserves. Um, so yeah, I'm just excited. Yeah, I, I, would, I, would, I would totally agree with that. It has absolutely come across. Um, it's something that we've never had before a movie about our hobbies, our sport and, and our passion and I think you've absolutely achieved that so I, I personally really enjoyed the movie and I think everybody else that, that picks it up, whether they have an interest in RC or not, I think it's something people will really get into, if those who have got an, uh, an interest in RC, it will take a special spot Yeah, cool. yeah I would agree yeah, Definitely relate to the film, like obviously when you're watching it, it's like, oh yeah, you get the like you were saying at the beginning, Matt, you know the whole being anxious when you go to your first meeting and stuff. It's just, yeah. it's all just, it's it's relatable, really, isn't it? Yeah. Another thing, it's quite interesting as well. Actually, and we talk about this quite a lot because every podcast uh, and every chance when uh, Paul, in particular, is um, on a, a a video conference for the quizzes that he does, he gets the opportunity to talk to my wife. He always has to drop in the the fact that since lockdown, I've bought a number of new um, <laughs> RC cars. <laughs> um, so it's, it's quite interesting the, the dynamic you got with the relationship side of things as well because I think pretty much every male RC driver has had to hide something from each other half at some point <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah very true Absolutely. very true <laughs> excellent well uh, I think we've, we've kept you guys you know I know um, you, you're way over the, over the pond from us we've kept you quite a while um, really appreciate you coming on the podcast um, and, and again, hopefully it, it gets a, a decent listen. Um, if there's anything that you guys want to come back and talk about in the future, when you want to talk about um, the, the sequel and coming over to, uh, to the yeah. UK, <laughs> please get in touch. Um, but if there's nothing else from anyone else, then um, I'll just let you say thank you very much and uh, we'll speak to you soon. Yeah, thanks, guys. Right. Thank you very much. Thanks, guys. Appreciate well, thanks it. Thanks a lot, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Cheers. All right. Bye. So that was the, uh, the Bang Average special, all about flying cars. Uh, don't forget, the film's available um, as of the 19th on Apple TV, Google Play, and Amazon. Uh, what I will say is you've also got to look out for the Bang Average version of Flying Cars, soon to be um, posted all over the, the interweb uh, by Gaz RC. Uh, look out for the X-Max jumping 20-plus feet in the air. 
you might even catch a glimpse of Gary himself. Uh, so thanks for listening. Um, we'll be back soon with another average podcast. Um, and that'll be coming from hopefully the entire group. Speak to you soon.